listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to a confused Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow my brother on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow myself on Twitter as well, at Summit Commish. Follow our show and podcast at Summit S-O-M Pod, and of course, follow our team our media team at apollo hou and at apollo nba gm i am bamboozled i am flustered i am flabbergasted i am appalled i am uh i don't know every word i can find in the dictionary that sounds with surprise gm i did not expect to record an episode tonight did you like that by the way i started something new call it the red alert episode yeah anytime we have like yeah. big breaking news and we have to do an, uh, an emergency pod we call mm. it a, a red alert episode but how you doing oh man everything is good it's uh crazy <laughs> i wasn't expecting to have a trade today uh you know Random trade. yeah the, i mean we'll get into the details later <laughs> but you know like i didn't expect to record didn't expect to talk about uh, the Rockets, nor a trade. Camp. We wanted to talk about training camp. Yeah, it wasn't something that um, that we had thought about. So, hey, man. But we're here. We're here to give this information to you and to analyze it and give our, like, uh, what is it called? Our professional opinion. Professional. Capital P, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> okay, so just a heads up for anyone listening look okay so when this trade broke and i was on my phone so it's just perfect timing so when this trade broke i was oh sh- well first i saw okc thunder trade da 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 first so first thought that popped in my head was okay cool okc thunder made a trade i saw Derek favors in the trade no big deal I, I just saw it was like a ticker so like i didn't really see who we got traded for until i expanded it until you hit expand all and i expanded it and i was like what the Houston Rockets? And then the first thing that popped in my mind was, oh shit, KJ Martin's gone. And then I read through the details of this trade. Oh no, KJ Martin is still a Rocket. So, all right, guys, that's enough of me talking about that. Let's let's go straight into the trade just so we can kind of, you know, this is kind of more or less a reaction episode, just kind of giving our two cents on what this trade, what the details are of the trade, what our thought process is, and what it means for our Rockets moving forward. So. The Rockets are acquiring center Derek Favors and a 2025 second-round draft pick in an eight-player trade with OKC Thunder, sources told ESPN on Thursday night. The Thunders will acquire two draft exceptions and save $1 million in salary in a deal that sends Favors, guards Ty Jerome, Theo Maladin, and forward Mo Harkless to the Rockets for David Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. So based on what I see here, the Rockets traded away the leftovers from the Dallas trade and uh, Uncle Dave, crazy Uncle Dave, can't forget him, for these extra excess players, you know, Theo Maladin's a very interesting prospect for Mo Harkless, who was actually a pretty decent player a few years ago before he got hurt. And then of course the big the big tickets in the in this trade anyways is Derek Favors, the veteran center, 
and the second round 2025 pick. GM, immediate thoughts. I need a minute to gather my thoughts because this is the most random. I, I put in our – we had a group, we have a group chat on Twitter, our Rockets group chat, and I first thing I said was, this is a 2K trade. <laughs> this is legit a 2K trade. It's like Sam Presti and Rafael Stone got bored and were like, hey, let's make this trade happen. Yeah. So, but but there's obviously more to read in between the lines, and I know you have more details on that. Mm-hmm. So so kind of give the ins and outs of this trade, the nuances, and, and why it's actually important that the Rockets actually made a trade like this, all jokes aside. Well, I mean, the, the, the good thing about it for the Rockets is that we got a second-round pick, which a lot of people can undervalue, but um, second-round picks are – positive value in the nba it's positive liquidity i don't know if that's the word that's the right word but that's something positive in the sense of having um what do they call the word what is it daryl morey would always use assets 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 there you go and it's a very it's a positive Derek favors making 10 million dollars i believe he is an expiring as well Mm -hmm. so that is a decent amount of money that could be used in terms of a trade we don't know if the trade could possibly expand as well i mean kj martin was not a part of the deal so who knows i mean but in the grand scheme of things the rockets basically for the for christian wood got ty ty washington boban marjanovic and this second round pick i don't know how many second round picks they got in the dallas trade they got two so two like three, oh so it's three, three okay so picks. there you go see that is a pretty good deal and and what and uh yeah that's basically it and like Derek Favors and blah blah blah, blah whatever mm-hmm. but I know nothing about Theo Maladon he's probably not that great I saw a comment that someone Ali had posted on Twitter someone said how is he and he said not good and I was like wow that's good enough I love how frank our man Salman is <laughs> totally course, take it course, you know um I don't know anything else about the other guys Sterling Brown uh during the tanking times of the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Crucial. Salute yeah. to you, brother. He Welcome did, back just, and sayonara. He did, he did a little Trevor Reese actually. Yeah. Just stayed a little bit longer than Same as like, was it like before. Marquise Chris as well? Yeah. And then I don't even remember who the other, Trey Burke. You know, kudos to them. I'm sure they had a great time in three days at training camp. Did some media day, but that was it, right? Um, but overall, I think that the deal is good because of the expiration of the contracts and uh, the second-round pick, honestly. I mean, Derek Favors, like I said, could be moved for something bigger, attached to something bigger with another guy like an Eric Gordon, maybe KJ Martin, who knows. Um, he can also compete for backup minutes in case Bruno Fernando doesn't pan out, Uman, Usman Garuba doesn't pan out. Uh, even though Boban Marjanovic is someone that we do want to keep, he is someone that we probably don't want to use all the time in terms of backup minutes. So Derek Favors could make sense in terms of actual PT. Everyone else, I don't think they stay. They either reattach to another trade eventually or they get waived. It is what it is. And that's totally okay. And I believe that um, hold on, Kelly Eco said that the trade is also the second round picks protected like 31 to 40 31 through 40 okay yeah and if, and if they and if they get that pick and or if it lands between 31 to 40 we get the, the second best in the next year i don't yeah. know who the teams were attached it's to like but OKC thunder and another team yeah yeah the second best out of whatever so i mean that's totally cool it's totally fine we don't know i mean we might not keep the, the second rounder it might be attached to another trade you never know um but overall i think it's good i'm cool with it um 
David Nwaba, that's unfortunate that he has to leave, but also he was someone that was really good in terms of veteran leadership, but you didn't want to give him minutes, only when need be. And when he was on the floor, he did push and play hard, but he just wasn't that great. Yeah. I mean, I liked David Nwaba before he was a Rocket. Seeing him in Rocket uniform was a completely different experience. Yeah, no, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't the best, obviously, <laughs> no. but... Um, in regards to Derek Favors, what you were talking about, uh, his contract. So he is will be in the last year of his contract. So he will be a free agent okay, in 2023. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's actually making 10, 10.1 uh, million going into this year. Uh, and he will be like, he's using, it's basically MLE money. Hmm. And fun fact, Derek Favors is only 31 years old. So that's a good he's trade. Actually not, yeah, not too old at all. Like he's still pretty, pretty young for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it was a good trade. Um, if you kind of just kind of like sit back and actually um, read between the lines, you can actually see like how beneficial it was for the Rockets to make a trade like that. Mm -hmm. I think we absorbed out of this entirety of the eight player trade. We only inherited $1 million plus in salary that we inherited, which is going to wipe out the only contract through 2023, 2024 is going to be David Nwaba and, um, let me look again. I think it was Theo Maladin. Yeah, Maladin is also the one that's going to be under contract through 2023, 2024. And that's a team contract on top of it. So we can wipe him off the salary books in 2023. So if we obviously decide to keep him and not cut him or trade him or do what else, whatever. Um, it was a good deal for the Rockets. It was just plus one million. You get a veteran center in Derek Favors and you get you, you get your beloved second round pick. Shout out to Bima Thug. I mean, he loves the second round picks. So the second round pick obviously was... Go. Second round pick obviously was a big thing for them Derek Favors was obviously a good trade trip for them but kind of um, in between the lines was uh the fact that the Rockets uh inherited also six million in cash from the OKC Thunder per source so so you know th that is also another big thing six million dollars that were absorbed that that we basically got in cash from OKC Thunder so that that's pretty good too you know that I don't know what, they, what they're going to end up putting that into. oh it's going to go to inside Tillman Fertitta's pocket <laughs> I'm kidding. I was going to put it into I was going to put it into the pay, pay Jalen Green fund cuz you know it's coming at some point. Yeah, time so, is time to start uh put putting in those savings, bank. man. Put, put in those savings cuz so you know I would that start that. That's enough to pay for like what? I don't know. Not even like a let me like a, a fourth of a year for Jalen Green. Yeah. So oh, I think overall though just you know you gave your thoughts on the trade. I'll give my thoughts on the trade as well. I think um, I like Derek Favors. I think Derek Favors is great. I was actually a big fan of his. Um, you, when he played for Utah, he was on those teams when you know when we just constantly eliminated him. We just always had Utah's number in the late uh, twenty teens. But I always enjoyed watching Derek Favors play because he was just he was muscle. He was muscle. He was a great inside presence, and in a way, he provides a little bit of what Alperin Shangun would probably need on the floor just be, like would could probably need like get taught to him which is having that muscle down low like Derek Favors is dude, Derek Favors is a is a built man and he's he's got muscle on muscle and he always muscles his way when he's in the paint when he's in the lane and he's always uh, getting putbacks rebounds he's a good hustle player plays solid defense He's a wide body, so he can get from, you know, he's about 6'10", so he can get from, you know, from point A to point B pretty decently. Uh, recovery recovery timing is good. Um, decent mid-range shooter when he decides to shoot the mid-range. Not a three-point shooter from what I remember. Um, I don't have the scouting report straight pulled up from uh, Derek Favors, but personally, if it's up to me, I would want to keep Derek Favors. But unfortunately, it totally gets in the way of my group agenda, so... I don't know what 
is the best at this point because I think with the arrival of Derek Favors, Bruno Fernando, whose contract was already non-guaranteed, he might be already one of the cut players because the Rockets with this trade have 18 players that are guaranteed under their contract. And then they need to pair them down to 15 by October 17th, which means three players that are already guaranteed in salaries are going to get cut or have to go to the G League or, you know, they're going to have to do something with these three players. So it, it it's going to make it obviously very tough. Um, the other players I'm not really, like, minding, like Theo Maladin. Eh. Um, I, I don't know much about Ty Jerome either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've known his name, like, Brought across a few times, he could be a surprise. Um, Mo Harkless, I, I, don't, I don't even know if Mo Harkless is healthy. Like every time I just see Mo Harkless, he's been unhealthy, so I don't know. But that's true. I think this is just a great trade overall for the Rockets. Rockets absorb, just they just take on one million more in salary. They get a second round pick. They get to continue their. They get to continue the, you know, rounding up the picks, which is ultimately what Stones game plan is and then we get Derek Favors on top of it which is a which is a savvy veteran center who you can actually depend on to play heavy minutes unlike what you like what you said you don't want to play Boban as the primary backup Boban is more or less a situational player in a situational time in the game like I said in the last episode of Zubats is dropping 10 and 10 in the first quarter you bring in Boban to stop that because Boban will play defense and Boban will stop him from getting boards and he'll position himself accordingly just because he's so damn big. But Derek Favors gives you constant minutes, constant uh, backup centers. And on top of it, he gives you kind of that savvy veteran presence just in case uh, Alperin gets in foul trouble. Two fouls in under like five minutes. That's okay. You can put in a Derek Favors, you know what I mean, for a few minutes actually until they decide to go small ball five with Jabari. You know what I mean? There are a lot of options that they can do. But personally, I'm a big fan of Derek Favors. I want to keep Derek Favors. So if we continue to to talk upon this trade, how do you feel with Derek Favors? Do you want to keep him? Do you want to package him? What do you what would you do with Derek Favors? Personally, I would package him. I mean, I like the idea of him competing for a backup spot. He is established in the league. He's been around for quite a bit. Um but at the end of the day, I just think that it would be it would serve a bigger purpose if he were to be traded in terms of with someone like KJ or an Eric Gordon who knows um but i'm not opposed to him staying cuz i like i stated earlier i see the positives but just for me personally you know we want Eric Gordon to be gone you know to send him to a team that could win and he won't have to rot here in Houston um, Derek Favors might help in that. He also might help in KJ as well, you know. But <clears throat> at this point, we don't know. It's all conjecture. We, as a team, are good with where, where we are now. But you know, I don't mind the Favors thing because of competition. It breeds competition. It's good for the team. It makes the team be like, okay, like the other bigs can't be content because. Derek Favors is very, very talented. It's always good to have a, a vet center. Granted, we have Boban, but I would be cool if Boban doesn't play a second for the Rockets and sits on the bench all year because he's such a cool guy and he's such a great human being, and I feel like he brings a lot more to the locker room than um, his paycheck or his PT. But Derek Favors can give something in terms of 
teaching the guys, like yeah. especially Usman and uh, Bruno Fernando. But like I stated, the trade market is obviously heating up. He's expiring, and a lot of teams like expiring contracts. You know, there may be some teams that can really need a backup big. So at this point, we just don't know exactly. But I'm I'm, I'm telling you right now that Rafael Stone is certainly uh, <clears throat> is certainly surveying the field now in Absolutely. terms of what it's what is possible. You know what I mean? Um, but it's all good. It is what it is. I'm happy with it. I'm not. I don't think we lost it, but you're right. It seems like a 2K trade. It's like something that Stone and Pressy were texting each other. It's like, Psh, I'll add this guy. Cool, you add him, I'll add him. And it's like, <laughs> all right. Do I get a second round pick? And it's like, uh, I guess. And they're like, okay, let's send it to the league office then. They're like, all right. It's the equivalent of like uh, the legendary. So shout out to our wrestling fans. This is our wrestling plug. We always do little wrestling references. But uh, if we... If we dial it back a little bit, it's like similar to like this trade reminded me so much of like what Pat Patterson would do. The legendary Pat Patterson who was a booker in WWE. Well, like when he planned matches, Pat Patterson would be like, oh, I like this. Oh, and you want to do this? Okay, you want to do this and then I want to do this. And then you do this and then I'll do this. And look, we have a match. Like, there you go. Like, you know, I'll do, you know, this is my idea. And then you put your idea. And then it's almost like, I'll put, and then so it's almost like Raphael Stone's like, I have an idea. Then Presley, I have an idea. Okay, great. Now we have a trade. You know, if only, if only NBA trades worked like that. But it, oh, it, it did seem almost like a 2K simulation. Um, the, look, bottom line, I think the trade, for incoming to the Rockets is obviously um it breeds nothing but benefits, I think, from our end. We don't lose anything and it's it's there's little to no risk at all in terms of what this trade represents. Um by and large, I'll I'll say this though for Derek it in closing with this at least just talking about what's incoming to us. Derek favors um at at best he'll look he'll compete for backup five minutes. He may earn the backup five minutes if he outplays Garuba. And uh, I think, if anything, if Favors can show he has a little bit of stuff left in the tank, and but like you know he's helping he's helping us, we're, but we're still not really winning. But he's showing out and showing up like his veteran leadership and veteran presence, and he's playing decently to pretty well. I mean, we'd look to package him in a trade probably close to the deadline. We can get him to a contender because I think that ultimately that would be the goal. Um, but I think overall this is a great trade for the Rockets. But as good a trade as this is for the Rockets, to little to no risk at all. Let's GM. Let's also talk about what it kind of represents in terms of the players that this trade is going to directly or indirectly affect. Um, we'll start with Garuba. My boy. Look, I'll open up just by saying this. Look, Garuba is my boy. I love Usman Garuba. I was big fan of his. Arguably my favorite player that entire draft outside of Jalen Green. I, I you know when people were talking harping on LP like my brother. Or people are harping on Josh, Josh Christopher. I was harping on Garuba. I love the defense that he played, and I love the way he uh, I love the way he attacks switches on defense, and I love the way he sets a mean pick. So, I think with this trade, it just creates. It's not to the effect of KJ Martin, but it makes me think like, cause. When you got Jabari and Tari, but they're young, third overall pick, 17th overall pick, obviously that was going to be the last nail in the coffin for a KJ Martin. But you keep stacking these centers against Garuba. It's going to get to the point where Garuba's going to start thinking, man, I'm like, am I ever going to get to play now? Like, 
You got Boban, who's obviously already universally loved by the NBA and now loved by his teammates, um, who's a, who's a veteran already. And then you got, and then you signed back, uh, 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 what is it, Bruno Fernando on top of it to already compete for the backup five minutes. Jabari Smith is gonna obviously play some spot five minutes from the looks of it, the way that they were setting up the rotations in the training camp, which will be discussed in another episode. And for someone like Garuba, he's got to think like. Yo, am I ever going to get PT here? But, on the flip side, Garuba, you want PT, earn it. Earn it the old-fashioned way. Fight it out. Duke it out. Show them why you're the, show them why you're the, you were the 20, you know, 23rd, 24th overall pick. Show them why you were, you earned the right to be a first-round pick. And take, and don't just, and don't just, you know, cry about it, whine about it. Not saying that he's doing that. I'm just saying, though, in general. Because this could be his mindset, obviously. Because he's seeing all these, these veterans come in trying to take his minutes go out and take it do the sam cassell route okay these guys are good established nba nba veterans they're not better than me so he's gonna go out there and take it sam cassell shredded his way into that 94 93 94 lineup into that rotation josh christopher two you know not two years ago sorry josh christopher last year shredded his way into the rotation usman gruba you want to make the rotation it's in your hands make the freaking rotation show up show out work hard Make the smart plays, and you'll earn your spot, and you'll force Silas's hand. But at the end of the day, that's up to you. So, GM, that's my thoughts on Garuba. I still think he has a shot, but obviously the shots get a little further out. I think he just has to prove himself and prove why he was that first-round pick that uh, Rafael Stone invested in him. But what do you think this means for Usman Garuba overall? Um, it may be trouble, but I mean, I, I'm not. We can't look into the trade completely just yet in terms of that effect because. Usman Gruba is just literally a second-year player. He, If he doesn't play this year, he'll probably go into the G League because the guy couldn't stay healthy last year. And I feel like that's the most important thing. It's not just getting PT, but staying healthy. I mean, I like the comparisons, yes. Sam Cassell, Josh Christopher found ways into the rotation. That's that's very, very fair, and I get that. you know. But the health issue is a huge thing. They drafted him 23rd overall for a reason, and that's belief in talent. Rafael Stone said he was the best defender that wasn't in the NBA. His time is now to prove it. But if he can't stay healthy, then we'll see. But he did play well for Spain. Um, he wasn't like he was a rotational player, um, you know. But in terms of the effect of his position on the team. I'm not 100% certain yet. I think time will tell. I think he gets minutes on Sunday, and he probably gets minutes on Friday. Um, but we'll see. I think the minutes will be limited for LP. It's going to be mostly Garuba and Bruno Fernando and maybe a sprinkle of Derek Favors, but we'll see. I don't know yet. Um, but that's what I expect to see. Um, I'm not saying that Garuba is done. No. It's, He's far I from it. I don't think people, so. People people are gonna assume that Usman Garuba is probably gonna lose out here, but I'm not. I'm not ready to give up just yet. I don't think. I don't think so. I really don't believe yeah. that. That's why they're not just gonna. They're not. I, I, they're, I think they're only doing. I think part of the reason why, and it's obviously not the main reason, but they're obviously gonna do this to brew up the competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you do it. Exactly. That's exactly. That's exactly why you do it. You're just bringing in more practice. You're putting in more hard workers and. It's good for Usman to see. It's good for Usman to see that and be a part of that. Now, what does that mean in terms of putting him into the rotation? That all mm-hmm. remains to be seen. 
most likely he may see the G League to start the year, but it just depends on. I can see it. Yeah, I can see I can Bruno see Fernando it. getting it. Um, but if Derek Favors stays, it's gonna be Derek Favors. Yeah, but that's if Derek Favors stays. Mm-hmm. The only person that I think can't, I think everyone is eligible to be traded out of the shoe. I think. I can't maybe. remember if that was the deal, if that was the deal or not, that they're maybe eligible to be traded out of the shooter if they have to wait that 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 sixty day period. No, it's it's, it's just um, or ninety day period. If the trade isn't officially completed, oh yeah, it's agreed to, but it may not be completed yet. So they may expand, which yes, the Rockets always look to expand. Yeah, and that happens literally 001 percent of the time. But we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening. Rafael went to the school of Daryl Morey. He's gonna try absolutely. You know? So. GM, let's 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 flip the script over now on another player that it indirectly affects. Obviously, doesn't affect directly right away, but it could mean something later on. KJ Martin. I honestly expected him to be a part of a trade, kind of like this, I guess. Not a random trade, but it would have just made more sense. It's like, okay, KJ Martin wants to go to a new team. Great, he's going to be paired with uh, Giddy. Fantastic, like he's going to be able to do work there with Shai Gilgis Alexander, and you have a young you have young players, and you add KJ Martin to the group. And then keep him, and then next year you'll have uh, Chet as well. You're gonna have a great, like, great core. Um, but alas, KJ Martin's not a part of this trade. What do you believe this means for KJ? You know, it's obviously another four, and to a degree, maybe a sprinkle of a more Harkless does compete for forward minutes because he is a forward and he is a vet. He kind of provides a little bit of what Nawaba. Kind of what Nawaba, I guess, provided in a way, because he was—he is a veteran forward. Now, now I don't know how good he is at, at, at this juncture of his career, but he may be competing if he doesn't get traded. But what overall, what do you think this means for KJ Martin? That's so funny. I forgot about Maurice Harkless of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he was a player. I don't care yeah, what he was. Says. Like he was Harkless. back in the day. Um, for but the, the way it affects KJ Martin is just that it just gets worse off for him. Um, there's still no minutes for the guy unless he somehow earns his way and makes it happen and gets in front of a guy like a Garrison Matthews, you know, but, um, we'll see. I mean, I don't think it changes much. Granted, I did say it got worse, but how bad could it get possibly for KJ? Let's be completely transparent here. Um, it, it's bad for him. It sucks. You know, you feel bad for the guy, but earn your PT, man. You're not entitled to anything. You've been a rotational player for the worst team in the league the last two years. That proves nothing. And I understand that, that you want more, but I said it I said it on the last episode. Um in terms of KJ. Like make it happen on the floor. Make it to the point where they can't afford to sit you. And that's it, man. That's all you gotta do. Um, obviously there's a lot more that optics that goes into that. Um but we're we're not going to dig into that. That that that's not the point here of this exercise. Um, when it pertains to other players like Moharkless, uh, I think he's gone. To be honest with you, I don't think he stays. I think he gets cut, just like the other players probably get cut. Um, but I honestly just don't have an opinion. That that's one of the few things where I'll be like, I really have nothing to say. When KJ Martin? No, I meant like with Mo. Oh yeah, no, no, with no. K- I'm talking about with, with, I, I know, about I know, what I know. does this mean in regard to Kate? Like, no, no, that's what I said. Like, with, like yeah. how how it feels. Like, I feel like okay. it, nothing has really changed yeah. in regards to it. You know, I mean, like I stated, how bad could it get? It's already bad now. Um, there's nobody coming in that could potentially take more minutes from him. I mean, Maladon, it'd be like a 
point guard slash wing. Um, but I don't see him taking any minutes or getting ahead of no, Dacian no. Nix, Ty Ty. Um, but also, like, in a package. If Derek Favors does decide to be used in a package, KJ Martin could be a part of that, right? Yeah, that's what I said earlier. KJ or Eric Gordon, if they're it trying to bring that, like a bigger yeah. expiring. That's another scenario. Ahem, Russell Westbrook. Ahem, yeah. kidding. Um, but um, but it does create that scenario exactly. where you could. Uh, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that Derek Favors will be attached to any KJ Martin trade in terms of money because he is someone that um, is attached with money, and the Rockets can take back considerable salary if a team is like, Yo, we'll give you a second round pick, a very high second round pick, but you have to take this player. And hopefully it'll be someone that doesn't impact um, our long-term salary cap. Obviously, that's up to Rafael Stone and what he sees. But overall, I think that this trade uh, for KJ Martin, per se, in terms of his role being on the team, nothing. In terms of him being traded, it certainly helps him. Just because of the Derek Favors money, yeah, absolutely, and I think it just create. I think it creates more of an aspect of of an opening for KJ Martin as well. I just, I'm excited to see at the at the prospect of what's going to happen. This trade does open up a few avenues, few assets come more assets come into Houston, and overall, it does create an overall opportunity to where you can kind of maybe finagle a trade that's a little easier because KJ Martin's salary is so tiny. You have you have a Derek Favors that's making about ten million, and then you have a Mo Harkless that's making about eight point five. So you can repackage these guys in a future trade. I believe one of them is going to get repackaged. And breaking news as well: one of the one of the <laughs> incoming Rockets is going to get waived. Do we know who? Yes, we do. Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. Sorry, Ty. Ty Jerome, Rocket Legend. All right. So you lasted all of. 30 minutes, 30 maybe? minutes. So Ty Jerome's getting waived as of right now. We obviously don't know who else is going to be waived. or No other players are being included in any type of package whatsoever. But I think overall this trade, like, I, I that, that, that the, the title of this episode is We Made a Trade? It's the equivalent of I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> so it's like, it's just one of those things of like, you're not 100% sure why you made the trade, but if you kind of just sit back and digest the trade for what it is, it actually does make sense for both sides. Mm-hmm. Thunder get two trade exceptions. We absorb we absorb salary in a second-round pick. Ultimately, the salary will be wiped out for the very coveted and, and almost mythical at this point, 2023 offseason, 2023 free agency, where the Rockets will still are still going to have full salary cap to do what they need to do. So I think this trade... Just it just like I said, it just creates more avenues for this team, and it creates more opportunity for this team to obviously do something either mm-hmm. now, or at the end of the preseason, or down the road towards the trade deadline. For all I know, Eric Gordon's going to be a Rocket till he retires. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. That's a whole another ball game and a whole another episode. GM, real quick, before we end this episode, um, two things I want to discuss. Point number. Point number one. We brought up the Rockets watch party. We kind of we kind of brought it up like in gist, but we can kind of go. I guess talk about it just a little bit more, just because you know this is kind of like a this episode is kind of like a reaction episode. But you know we're at the tail end of it now, and I think it'd be a good time to kind of bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Rockets watch parties are officially coming back. 
uh, ladies and gentlemen. We dropped the news. It's dropping. It's officially coming back in November. No games are no games are set as of right now, but they're coming back, right? Absolutely, they are coming back. Be excited, everybody. We are excited for everyone getting together, man. We're just happy to get the community together in person. Absolutely, as opposed to just Twitter. Yeah, like you yeah. know, we all want to hang out, you know, in person. Exactly, and that's how it should be. You know, let's bring it back old school. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Twitter. Look, look, Twitter's great. Twitter's a great platform. I love Twitter. Love what it represents. Instagram as well. That's where we have all of our accounts. But uh, there's just spaces are great. There's um, just even doing the like shows being great. People, man. Nothing like bringing the people together in person, and and just Houston in general. We're just such a vibe, and we're such a great city, and the camaraderie amongst the Rockets fans. Like guys, if you've never come to a Rockets watch party, like a like a Summit Rockets watch party, you need to come to ours. I've never seen a more well, it's it's almost weird. I've never seen a more welcoming and friendly bunch of people that come together than our than the group that comes to watch the Rockets watch party. We mm-hmm. we had an average uh close to 200 people coming each. We had two watch parties this uh, past season and we've had almost 200 on both. So we've packed houses both times and we're looking to pack it even more. So with COVID kind of kind of getting close to being in the back burner, I think it's a huge opportunity. The only thing is, I hope someone, does, I hope you know, so I hope another party, whatever, doesn't try to steal our idea about doing a about doing a uh, watch party because that's that's ours. So I just like to put that out there. So I just like to put that out there. As the GM is laughing his tail off. I just want to put that out there. Uh, so this is our thing. I'm just telling y'all now. I mean, I could copyright it if you need me to, but. Summit Rockets watch parties. Are the, I think Rockets can host the Rockets host watch parties too, and we'll we'll gladly support that because that's the Houston Rockets. We are we are the premier Houston the Rockets premier watch parties. Rockets watch parties. I don't you think you, I don't think anyone can take our idea there. So that's ours, and we'll support the Rockets watch parties. Obviously, that are oh hosted by the Houston Rockets. But <laughs> I stand by what I said. And if y'all want it, y'all could buy my copyright for it. That's fine. Oh my premier God. Rockets watch party. So I'm just telling y'all now. Um, be sure to come out and support. It's coming out in November. It's going to be a great time. We're all excited. It's going to be fantastic. The GM's been working his tail off. We're literally doing GM GM moves over here, making sure that we get our venues locked in. So he's actually locking in as we speak. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got, I got big plans for what we're going to do this upcoming season. Um, we're hopeful that we can have at least a watch party every month. That's the goal. Whether that can actually happen is a whole other story, but don't worry, guys. We're trying to lock in, just like your Houston Rockets are. Definitely trying to set it up for everybody. We're trying to get all around the city, so at least we can be in multiple places, get multiple crowds. We are hopeful that we'll be able to get a location on the north side of Houston. So any of you guys that are north siders, we'd love to see you guys. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun, man. We're just so excited. But before anything, Ken, hold on. We got to talk about something that happened today in training camp. Before anything, hmm. you saw the clip of uh, Kenny's son playing oh! defense <laughs> on Jalen. Oh, and we the, talk about the, the, that. the defensive intensity there—that is huge, man. Um, I wanted—I de- wanted to dedicate a whole episode of training camp, but I would—I would love. Would love to touch up upon this. Jabari Smith. Did you see the way he attacked the switch? Mm-hmm. Did you see it? 
guys, if you haven't seen it already, go on Twitter. Just 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 look up, type in like Jabari Smith. I'm sure it'll pop up at some I'm sure shop pop up in one of the things, training camp mm. videos. You're talking about the one where Kevin Porter Jr. comes off, where he they he 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 does a move, goes to his right, and then Jabari switches onto Kevin Porter, right? It was like that and or Jalen. I don't remember. Yeah. I know there's like Jalen going to the bucket and those one KP, so those one with yeah. KP KP I think that was Jabari, yesterday. I, I don't remember. Jabari gets the switch. Jabari, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Kevin gets the switch with Jabari on him. Jabari mm-hmm. attacks him, head up, chest in, hands out. Perfect, perfect <laughs> defense. And he attacked the closeout. He attacked the closeout of the of Kevin Porter so hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap! And it is clean. He is perfectly vertical. He is keeping his hands out. He's keeping it behind him, so he's not dropping a foul. Kevin Porter actually ends up doing a nice little move where he kind of pushes off slightly and does a little mm-hmm. step back action, but he does recover after that, and then he does get the rebound and then relays it over to Tari Smith for a quick um, for a quick um, dunk on the other end. It was actually mm-hmm. a quick fast break. So yeah, Jabari already making his presence felt on the defensive on the defensive end. I think once Jabari builds a little bit of muscle, Kevin Porter's not going to be able to move him anymore. No, I agree. And I think he had to go I mean, through all this is that the, This is what I was telling you about. This oh, is that's the other one. With Jalen. That yes. was great defense. And then Tari Eason came out to help. So, you know, it says a yeah. lot about these young guys. The young guys won. They beat the starters, apparently. Well, they wiped them. It wasn't even... Reminds me, a little U.S. select team uh, doing work on the U.S. team, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> I don't even know who was on the other team, but it just seemed like... The team, the great team, the Jabari and Tari were just the hustlers, and well, here I can find the uh, clip where I don't remember. It's right here. Mm-hmm. So if you look, oh yeah, I remember that clip. Yeah. So on the switch here, mm-hmm. if you see the switch, switch is hard. He stays vertical. Yeah. Stays that vertical that, that footwork, man. Yeah. That footwork. Yeah. That the footwork, was... the footwork, the quickness. The balance. The balance on top of it. Everything. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, and I'm not tooting this horn because he's my son. This dude's the real deal defensively. And mm-hmm. if if Steven Silas is already raving about you mm-hmm. defensively, like that means something. People mm-hmm. tend to forget, dude. Who in the world was Steven Silas touting about the most when he in his first year as a coach? Mm-hmm. And who ended up being being the biggest baller on the team that season? Mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate. Yeah. He was like, Jay Sean Tate's going to surprise everybody. Because he said his his effort on defense is next level. And look what he showed in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And already, Steven Silas, like I said last episode, is calling Jabari one of the more gifted players that he's seen his rookie year. Yep. Come on. On the defensive end. Come on. Jabari's going to... I'm telling you all right now. Rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. I don't know if I don't know if any NBA players ever accomplished that, but it's a possibility. I, I love it, dude. I, I think I think from what we've seen, did you see the Bobon Jalen Green? Uh, oh yeah, that was, that was awesome. Fun. That was awesome. I love to see it. Um, any interaction of Jalen Green and Bobon Marjanovic always does numbers. When they say that a tweet or a video is a banger, that was a banger by the Rockets. And I actually wanted – it was funny, too, that you ended up talking about that because that was actually going to be the second thing I did want to talk about, just a little bit of the training camp footage that kind of surfaced uh, during the day today and yesterday as well. I think we're in for a fun season. I think we're in for a fun season. And I I always tell myself not to buy into the hype. Fuck it, I'm in. You're buying in. Fuck it, You're I'm buying in. in. Play in. Like I said, in. you just got to get make it to the 10th seed. You just got to make it to the 10th seed, guys. Just got to make it to the 10th seed. I am not. Is it doable? I am not. I think it's doable. I am Get not. to the plan. You can lose the plan and remain in your 10 seed. 
I'm just saying. Get the experience of playing in a playoff game, and you still remain the 10 seed. You could still have a top 10 pick in the draft. You get the best of both worlds. I'm just I am not buying in. I don't think it's okay, going to happen. I don't care. I get it. I get it. I, I like. I like your positivity. You never know. Uh, maybe. May, maybe I'm wrong, wins. man. Maybe I'm wrong. Thirty-five it, wins is a ten seed. It's totally fine. But if I'm wrong, then it's all good. Bro. And if I'm wrong, it's all good too, because we mm-hmm. get a chance at one of the one of the better picks in 2023, which I'm fine with too. Mm-hmm. But by and large, GM, look, we got together here for a red alert trade, red alert episode, which I'm now gonna coin. Red alert episode. Any any emergency episodes that need to be pumped out via a trade a firing a hiring a big news drop of any kind regarding our rockets hashtag red alert are we good are we are we uniform on that i can copyright that as well oh gosh uh, <laughs> i'm cool with it kenny i right, mean right. It's, it's true it's a red alert and it really you know, is a red I think, alert i think, I think it, it, it's meant to be spoken about you and know? it's rocket red so it just made the most sense mm-hmm. anyways look great episode gm it's always a great time uh you're just the guy we were a little like, we're going to do an episode? Crap. Okay, we're going to do an episode. And we want, just want to get this episode out to y'all, our thoughts. And actually, we were recording this at 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night by the time we finished it. And I'm literally going to edit it and pump it out and get it out to y'all in T-minus half an hour. So by 10 o'clock this ep- p.m., this episode will be available. So just letting y'all know, it will already be available at this point. It's almost like I'm in a matrix of inception of some sort. But... <laughs> I just appreciate each and every one of y'all. And uh, GM, I know I kind of gave us the opener, but kind of give us the go home. Give us the sign off. Any last words you got left to say? Um, No, just thank you to everyone again. Support, listen to us. Thank you again. We just appreciate all of everybody that listens to us, gives us their time. Because, dude, you know what? We, <laughs> I'm surprised people want to listen to us, to be honest with you. But I appreciate you. Um, anyways, follow me at jp underscore mirabueno on twitter and instagram follow the podcast on twitter at summit s-o-m-p-o-d follow us on instagram at summit state of mind underscore p-o-d follow the network at apollo h-o-u and follow our fam at apollo nba and to everyone that will be at the games this weekend um especially on sunday for the rockets the GM and I, let me start GM. This the commission and I plan on being there Sunday evening. So if anyone that's listening to this, um, come find us. We'll post on Twitter that we are there. Um, we'll figure something out and let's meet everybody. I think it'd be really dope. It'd be really fun. So yeah, awesome. Kenny, anything? Oh man, good point. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, just follow myself as well. I was like, what am I going to say? Well, yeah, there you go. At Summit Commish as well on Twitter. Uh, just appreciate each and every one of y'all. I mean, episode 123 is now gonna officially going to be in the bank, and we're just excited. Uh, continue to follow us for more Rockets news, and and especially breaking news. Myself and the GM are always at the helm and ready to give y'all the latest breaking news, especially our thoughts going into it, as well as the thoughts of any experts that we come across as well. We're more than happy to pump it out to y'all we appreciate y'all have a good rest of your week enjoy training camp and uh yeah if you're gonna go to the rockets game see you on sunday and if not have a good week and on the sign off go rockets the summit for, 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 for life